How are you now? This is Shane O'Keefe and this is Scoreline Extra, the podcast that will bring you all the post-match reaction from the games that we've conducted on KCLR this weekend and any of the interviews that we've conducted on KCLR this weekend. It's actually been a pretty manic one. Of course, we had the Joe McDonough Cup final and we caught up with Colin Bonner, former Carlo manager, to discuss that. And then all the celebrations that occurred after that with the various different management teams and players that we got to speak to. So we'll be hearing a bit about that. Kenny and Wexford played out an absolute humdinger of a battle down in Chadwick Wexford Park we'll hear from both managers in regards to that one the KCLR McCallman Cup went ahead in Dirtimus Park this weekend and we'll hear from managers and players alike in that I got to chat to a former NFL star and Devin Funches who is in Davy Roach's Roach's Injury Clinic in Kilkenny working on becoming an NBA star so it's been a pretty cool one it has to be said getting to chat to him but we're going to start with the only place we can start the Joe McDonough Cup final victory Carlo pulling it out at the death in extra time shivers still thinking about here's manager Tom Mullally Oh, sure, look, I probably haven't, those, those haven't settled yet. You mean, I, I think we're kind of probably t- 15 minutes after, after the final whistle. So it's, um, I suppose, the game itself was so high octane and so it involved a lot of emotion. So those things haven't settled. But I'd say for the panel, for the pride, for the county, there's a huge amount of pride there. Like, I mean, and stuff like that. I, I think they produced an excellent performance over the course of the normal 70 minutes. And then there were, there were character questions. Momentum had swung off his way. And I think we had to answer those questions um, in the additional time and stuff like that. And I think, I think we just got it across the line. But that's that's the nature of, of the contest that it was today. You mean, and stuff like that, it, it, was, it was going to boil down to to, win, to just not disappear and just not go and hide and um, stay, in, stay in the course o- over the course of, of, of the game and I think credit is a huge credit is due to our own players for coming through um, that contest against an excellent Offaly side after full time uh, it, it was just trying to get our I mean momentum had swung with Offaly so you mean it, it was it was trying to get ourselves to realise that it, it was a start of it was a start of another competition you mean come another game as such you know so it, it was to try and get that get that clear because like, like time lads can nearly lose lose sight of that too like we had we had two halves still to play and that was that was crucial to us that we got our heads clear but to be fair to the group of players we have they've shown that character all year long do you mean there's no I, I had no doubts about the, about about their ability to kind of meet that like you know I'm um, asked your mind at this from today, I spoke to you and Harry, you said that anybody that also met for Carroll after to under your terms and had issued a bit of a negative call because the poor one in the cup competition in January and then the league wasn't fantastic. When in fairness, I think you know, only tell us now it was all because you're a young man, you have your idolists all the time and, and you brought your room cares and just No, to be fair, look, I, I, over the course of the Kyo Cup and, 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 and the Joe Mack, maybe some of our players were, our panel was going to be little a little bit. I mean, and that, and that, that wasn't fair. We've, we've had a very honest panel this year that have been driven. Obviously, some players have come back late, but every, every player we have on our panel is, is proud to be a Carla man. They're, they're proud of their involvement with the senior hurling panel and and their performances and some days haven't gone right for us I mean so that but it was a guess, it was a case of trying to build momentum and stuff like that at, at the right stage of the year we haven't a panel that can compete with for the Kyo Cup the league and the Joe Mac that's just not where we are in in, in the world unfortunately I mean stuff like that we're not at that level so if we were to go for a competition we had to go for the Joe Mac and that was that's where everybody's head would would be clear and can would be would be focused on. I know it's very there's a there's a, a preliminary or a modern final. I know I want to be a celebration in Cowes and Cows and all. Uh, I know you're a shoe man. How serious would that be taken? though? because the teams that come down with men and are stronger teams. But I think 
Oh, excellent. If you walk on now, it's your bad word and answer. So somebody could be Dublin. And only Dublin will come on the camera. So which follows the way that Carl and me, John and Look, I suppose our priority to, to this point in time ha, ha, has been to try and, and can get through this competition. I mean, and, and I mean, we've put everything we have into this competition. So we're rightly going to celebrate it and stuff like that and that's that, that's that's us respecting the competition because we put so much into it and stuff like that and yes there is another uh, qualifying game to play we'll, we'll assess that later in the week and stuff like that if we can get the fog to kind of um, lift from kind of around the heads I mean we've we have kind of superstars now that I mean have to get back around it kind of, kind of by next weekend to realise the challenge ahead and I mean whoever it is, is, is if it, if it is, ends up in Dublin it's going to be a massive step up for us you mean and stuff like that And but it's one we'd like to know where we're at to you mean and stuff like that like you know, it, it, that's that's important. It, 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 it gives us a kind of indication where where we're at and where where, where we need to go to. Like you know, Tom, where does this win rank? Because you have Mount Esther Ages, you've been very successful. Mount Esther Ages, you've been very successful up until there. You know, you're back in Cardiff and you're. Winning Crow Park again. It's probably an unfair question, Kieran, because I, I, and I say to you today, to, this is the most important because it's today. I mean, when I was here with Nace, that was the, that's a, because we've kind of invested, I, I'm, all of us invest our time with a group of players and we try and bring as much honesty as we can and we expect as much honesty back. And it, it, it's like any relationship that you're in, I suppose, whether it's with the child or, 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 the, kind of, or the mother or, or, or the girlfriend or wife or whatever it is, you, you, you have to invest in those. And that's what we've done. And today, and we're just so proud of the lads. And, and, and so proud of their contribution um, over the course of the year and like I just can't state enough like how, how proud they are to play for Carroll. I was disappointed maybe the last couple of years in relation to that but I've had no question about it from the start of this year. I mean that's that's been it's it's been I suppose a demand of ours but it's been met wholesomely by the kind of by the players from, from start to finish like you know. And like you don't take you know you, you, you call it as you see you know those guys the speech that Paul gave that's Everybody knowing non circumstances, how much they appreciate what you've done. Yeah, I didn't even hear the speech now, to be honest with you. So that's kind of that's that's good. <laughs> no, but look, like we're all in it. Like we have lads on, on on our panel out there. Kieran Whelan's injured, couldn't contribute. He's brought a massive amount to our panel. Tony Lawler's been there. We've we brought on Fico Tool there today. We've got Jack Tracy. We've got you go right down to Evan Evan Keeley. You can go down to Diego Dunn. Lads who have brought a huge amount over the course of this season. They mightn't be quite ready for to kind of take take the field here, but they're they're players that will represent Carlo in the future, and they'll be they'll be senior players, and and they'll be hard to be better as well. Like you know, so like today is brilliant it's absolutely fantastic for us we'll be full of pride at the minute I don't know where I'm at you mean and stuff like that kind of coming in I have to get my head settled and things like that all I know is that we've, we've kind of won what we wanted to win and by Christ am I happy you know that's all I'd say and they competed pretty well to be fair and they wish to ask you're picking from seven eight clubs now with Borough Rangers so I mean it's it's amazing what are counties and pick for county team like I think we were saying in our commentary uh, two close to highly traffic uh, team today so you know, it's, it's amazing it's amazing for you don't even have any resident the first only the one on our end picking six seven clubs absolutely yeah and look look that's that's the challenge you mean and it, it, it's to maximise the resources you mean and, and that's not always easy to do because you're, pu- you're pulling from the same pool of players nearly every year and you know other counties maybe Dublin can bring in lads get rid of them but it, it's hugely important that everybody in Carlow chooses to represent Carlow because we, we can't have lads taking two or three years off that's that's not an option you mean so to get the best out of the resources there and the final measure from myself and the lad I'm going to award uh, I know what the answer probably want to be here we're uh, we have frustrated in that design today in that match 
in relation to some of the decisions that were made on either side. Did you lose spectators? It probably was, yeah, but uh, you know, it was probably a game that was kind of let go and, and maybe the physicality, you know, you could blow it. If, if kind of we had to get more physical, that you know, that, but that was the challenge. We had to play the game. I, I think the referee was probably consistent over the course of the game, to be credit to him, you mean, and stuff like that, and it was up to us to try and, and meet that head on too, you mean, and, and, and try and learn from it over the course of the game. I think, to be fair, it, it probably, as w w once you come out one point or more winners, then I'm happy. We're not going to moan about anyone, you know. Maybe some decisions that went against them on the day. They really summed up for a master effort in the last this four or five minutes of normal time. And just to come up short, you start disappointments. I'd imagine you're very proud dressing room for your background team all the same. Proud, but like, yeah, yeah. first thing to say is absolutely hearty congratulations to Carla. Like, the, that was an exceptional game of Hurling. And it would be remiss of me not to congratulate them on, on, on a fabulous victory for, for their, their manager and their entire team. Um, it was a brilliant game of Hurling. And we're just disappointed, gutted, to be honest about it. Um, to come out of uh, this was a, a one point loss um, so yeah it's, it's tough to take you would have set out your stall early and when we spoke to Hoyt for the joining every target you set would have been met bar of course this one in in a late late fashion but when you look back in the year as a whole and the place that Offaly Hurland is in the age profile your panel getting into Division 1 Hurland there's still a game to come possibly against Limerick or Cork in, in a couple of weeks time but yeah, there is unfinished business, but I think you've hit a lot of targets that you needed to go forward with. Yeah, look at it. The truth of the matter is, after you're down for five years now, like and it dropped even a level before, and they're working. This particular bunch of men have worked extremely, extremely hard. Like they've absolute the sacrifices that they've made, the injuries that they've taken, the, the effect it has on their own private life. Uh, you know, uh, you know, to make that sacrifice to play for the county, it's just it's amazing to it's and humbling to to be part of a group like that, and we're. We are rightly sick, and and you know, you know, it's not easy to lose a game like of that that quality. But again, you have to you have to be manly, and you have to be able to take that on the chin and move forward. Somehow find the way to get guys uh, uh, back in and motivated next week because we play a game in three weeks' time against the third place team in Munster. So it's um, it's a tough station right in there at the moment. You had to, as a management team, deal with a lot today. Obviously, Darren Matters red card. Keenan probably lacking full match fitness. You know, he contributed quite handsomely considering his concussion and his um, whiplash injury. Um, you've, your panel showed a lot of character to you. They did. I want to say this. There was a lot made about uh, our, the Offaly team over the last couple of weeks and the way that we perceived to have thrown the game the reality of the matter is and I didn't speak about this before is we had 10 players injured after the Kerry game and we just couldn't physically take uh, the field with those guys against uh, against Carlo the last time out we knew we had to um, uh, get as much recovery into those players and we even today we had guys in the field that had to get injections during the week and I go back to the point like it's an amateur game um, with players that are putting in that effort and you know putting their bodies on the line um, to play for their county and they when it's all said and done they're beaten by a pint and there's absolutely tears in their eyes in there after that game because they want so much to move awfully forward and maybe someday soon they get the rub of the green you mentioned the red card the red card was not a red card the red card wasn't even it wasn't in my opinion was not even a penalty it was a really great catch in the edge of the square uh, Paddy Boland tried to attempt a strike uh, on goal it was falling at the time ball broke away and the referee decides to give a penalty from running in from 60 yards out to field. 
at the end of our cornerback. For 35 minutes, we we, we, we battled on uh, and eventually got came down the line. But it was just, I suppose, a bridge too far. Now, I haven't said all that. That was a, a fabulous Carlo team, and I, I want to wholeheartedly congratulate it again. And lastly, you spoke with our players as an exceptional group of men and character you built. You have obviously Sam, who started today, McCarley, and, and Joe Hochter on the panel to the one up in under 20 final. On reflection, a couple of weeks' time, these guys will go back and, and prepare again for next year after they play the, the match in the Premier All Ireland quarter final. Um, they're in a good place, though, still. Division 1 hurling is crucial. Obviously, not winning today was a bit of a setback, but they're well assembled to, to produce the goods going forward yeah look it's going to take a massive effort next year again it's, they're back into Division 1A we spoke early on about the, the league and the format about it like is it right um, the way it's such a yo-yo competition I mean it does have to be looked at and even indeed today you know um, how do you um, how do you prepare in three weeks time uh, for third place team in Munster but we will and we we, we, we look back to profitly we'll get back to training there during the week Wednesday night liquor wounds and uh, rally the troops and come out with a good fight again the next day the effort and the job to get back to level in normal time yeah I mean, what do you think that was it it, 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 it was an extremely we had momentum we, we eventually started to, to score look at we, we have to hold our hand up we had we had 19 wise on full time as well like we put ourselves in really good positions and uh, our scoring efficiency was down so it's something that we have to look at as well like and, and you know take cognizance of that so, so um, having said that a um, couple of key decisions in the, in, in the first half we felt went against us and you know it's not let's not cry wolf about that like I mean again we combined to our own wides as well so yeah it did take a massive effort to get back into the game uh, and probably did tell coming near the end yeah it was a seesaw affair like I mean it could have gone anywhere there at the end like, because Carlo will continue to put that high ball down the top of their forwards who were excellent in the air we got a couple of breaks as I said we're through on a couple of occasions a couple of uh, missed chances and Carlo get a brilliant score off the left hand side here in front of us like, and that's an exceptional score from, from their hurlers again that Carlo team deserves huge credit because you know the standard that they have played at is, has been exceptional like Tom Mullally has done a brilliant job with them we always knew that um, and uh, more power to you what watch this people in Carlo and it's only their own country and I've got a bit more to fall since that's I for one believe Carlo at the height respect for Rothley and all the children Rothley your great Jay County but Carlo came in goal please so obviously this goal and everyone's saying I feel I want to win this I feel I want to win this and spot it on people come for the Carlo win this match it's all did they look like that? I think that's bullshit the poor teams came into a rookie I don't know where you got that from because we completely respect Carlo and how good they are like I mean Carlo have won the last two championship games before that so where that come from I don't get that Team day for you, isn't it? Was a team day for everybody in Cardiff. Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable. Never, never thought I'd be years ago. Never thought I'd be here. You know, so it's absolute. Our dreams are up like you know. You know, I felt you went to the county final was in the 2017. I'm not sure which county final it was, but I felt you made that county final your own that day. 2019. 19. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's talking about these things and Paddy Ball in terms of that day. Can't remember watching in that day, but you made the final yours and you, your career has just gone from shaking strength since. 
Yeah, no, it's your 2019. It was the, yeah, the first year I was in with the seniors, probably, and just luckily it was a great year and just took off from there, I suppose. Um, absolutely loving my hurdle now and no reason I won't stay ahead anymore. And look, out there today, you had some great moments and then it was a moment where you get to coach the ball with White. But we'll only, we'll only be able to manage your chance. That, that's fine then. And um, look, you hit the post and then you have to go again. Yeah, you get luxury. When, when that happens, of course. I suppose it's probably an easy one to, when I was coming through, but sure, that's it. That's exactly it, sure. When you do do something like that, you can't put the head down. There's no paper inside your step, so I had to just run back out and get the game again. Shut up. And if you look at it, the points that draw, but Chris Nolan just winning from Timmy Point gets to be a thief, thief when I, yeah. uh, you're a point in front, and now still defenders have to do the job, and by GST, they did the job. Yeah, they sure did. They worked hard, they made it easy on the forwards, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Defenders really did show on, they gave a great ball to those forwards, and make, make it handier to get the score, I suppose. And it's not you the first time you've played in front of the biggest field. You had it with the club, didn't you? Yeah, so back in the club. You look at the biggest field during the game, you know, with time, time. I'm not sure. Look, when you, I suppose when you walk out before the game, if you kind of have a look at the, the stadium itself, but then when you're, as soon as the whistle starts, it's like you're home in the backyard, to be honest. I was just, you know. Ali, well done to that. Cheers. Thanks very much. Well done. Uh, proud moment, captaining Carlo to win the John McDonough in Croke Park, and a proud moment for your club, your family, and the parish to lift the John McDonough Cup in the Hogan Stand. And what a great speech! Even though I didn't hear much of it, but uh, word back, uh, fantastic. So well done. <laughs> okay, right, yeah, no, uh, friend, uh, it was great. Uh, sure, like that's that's the stuff of childhood dreams, really. You know, um, as a young lad, when you are starting off, like you kind of you be looking at these other finals and stuff and thinking that Jesus, great if you could get up them steps in the, in Croker up the Hogan Stand. But uh, yeah, just actually realise that. That dream becoming a reality is massive. Um, yeah. There wasn't 82,000 people here, but there was a Carlo crowd here that felt like there was 82,000. They got you over the line in the end, but a fantastic winner from Chris Nolan. But he dug it out, you know, to go and do what you did. Dermot Bourne got a crack and score just before that as well. Oh, yeah. Was it Dermot? No, Dermot. Dermot got the winner. Was it Chris? I have Chris Nolan. Yeah, yeah. 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 Cheers, I don't remember that. Are you playing? You're dead, right? You're fair. No, the, it was epic. It was epic. It was a great game. Um, like, coming up to the end of normal time. There, awfully kind of came back and came back and came back, and it was making it very difficult on us there. And they ended up getting the leveler, like so. Um, but the way we responded to that, then when we came back out, then into that first half of extra time, um, was, was brilliant. It was great to see that belief in the players, you know. Uh, I don't think previous years that would have happened, but uh, really fine this year now. There's a, a very good spirit in the group, you know, real, real belief that we can um, get over the line in these big games, yeah. And in saying that, Paul, you probably should have been heading down the M7 on the bus coming on full time. and you just let them back in at, at a vital time which that happens in the John Mac because the matches are always fantastic in the history of the competition uh, there's been some great high scores here but thankfully Carlo got out on the right side yeah definitely Brendan yeah it was an absolute thriller in fairness like, but uh, yeah sure awfully like, fairness, like they were down to 14 um, but the way the way they were working it around the field they they kind of cut out our extra man really like you know they were, they were working the ball up they had a running game going and we were trying to stop it then but uh, they, they adapted very well um, and sometimes you see that like when a team goes out to 14 that nearly the team gets better I don't know how it is through it but like they, they improved anyway but uh, yeah no fair play to them they were, they were brilliant today um, we just pipped them at the post OK well we're not going to delay you having the dinner we'll see you at the homecoming in Carlo and a huge crowd expected to meet you all at the town hall so well done it was going to be happening win or lose but thankfully it's a win homecomings will be great and it's looking like
like it's going to be a bank holiday in Carroll on Monday. That'd <laughs> be great to see you under Brendan Ferns. Yeah, thanks so much. Cheers. Well, a proud day for you. Yeah, delighted. Absolutely delighted. Okay, well, well done as National uh, Sports Star of the Year as well in hurling and uh, how to cap it off with the John McDonough medal and back to the Leinster Championship. And Tom says you're going to be getting down to serious stuff for the next two weeks as well. Third place Leinster coming to Netwatch Cullen Park. That's a night you'll relish as well. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, that's what I was saying at the end of the speech there. It'd be great to see another big crowd in Carroll. Um, that, that crowd today was it was unbelievable. You know, being able to look around and actually see all the people there, you know, um, all the people from school and pre- uh, presentation to the salary. was a great build up in there this week. And uh, students and uh, teachers are very good to me this week in fairness to them. Like, but uh, yeah, we're looking forward to now three weeks' time. Uh, we're going to have to knuckle down again. We'll obviously enjoy tonight, you know, but uh, we'll have to knuckle down for a big game now in three weeks' time. Okay, well, listen, well done today. It was epic from Carlo, and well done to see you getting over the line, Paul. We'll see you in Carlo at the homecoming. Cheers, thanks very much, Brendan. Man, well Cheers. done. Yeah. Derek summed that up for me. It was a game of it was a game with a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, we obviously had a great start, and um, as the game went on, you know, Westford, I suppose, as the first half went on, they got a penalty, brought him back into the game, and yeah, we're we were probably a little bit disappointed at that stage, to be coming in a point down, but there was a strong breeze there, and we felt still comfortable um, in what we were doing. Obviously, the, you know, the three lads going off in the first half didn't help things and disrupted things a little bit, but still we have a strong panel and that's what they're there for. But, um, yeah, look, we'll take a little bit of looking back on it now and um, just... Um, learn from it and get ready for two weeks time yeah, well the moral of the story is just preempted. you're in the Leinster final no matter what happens today Farrell Battle scored a few goals well because people were saying earlier on in the year Kenny you're not scoring enough goals so you'd be disappointed conceding four yeah. but it was a battle you scored five you probably don't know injuries at the moment too early to call how serious the injuries are but uh, that's what the panel is all about yeah that's what the panel is for and um, look we'll have to see how the injuries are the next you know, next few days we'll have a, we'll a getter better understanding of that um, so hopefully they're not too bad but we'll have to wait and see two weeks yeah two weeks time a lot of work to do and yeah, we'll get ready for it ok well listen I'm not going to delay you I've been busy with all the journalists there well done to get into the Leinster final we look forward to being with you there Derek yeah. and before you do it go, just one question yes. in relation to John McDonough Carroll yes. into the Leinster Championship you obviously seen the match I yesterday did, yeah, yeah. Uh, just from your, as being the Kilkenny manager people back home would love to know your feelings on what you saw yesterday uh, it was a fantastic game first of all and I thought you know Carlo were outstanding from start to finish and um, you know delight obviously neighbours there as well and they obviously they're partaking Kilkenny Club Championship there as well and you know the last number of years but now they hugely deserving a massive win for Carlo and um, you know they're they were the you know they were a sounding team, and I think you know they they timed it well, and they were strong all through the McDonough. So full credit to them. Okay, well you were strong in the Leinster Championship, might have won it today, but you're still in the final, Derek. Congratulations, yeah. that. Let's see you in the next time. Yeah, thanks very much. Thanks a million. Dara, well done. I don't know how uh, people like yourself become banished or especially after what happened last week, but it's all about this week now. And congratulations, you've, you've done what you had to do and you turned it around there today as well because you didn't get off to a, a blessed start. But in fairness to you, you guided the lads to a victory. Yeah, no, no, look, we we, um, we were very poor in the first 10 or 15 minutes and I suppose credit goes to Kilkenny, they absolutely ran it as in droves. Probably not a style that they're, you know, I know they're trying to implement it and, but they really, really tore us apart in the first 10 or 15 minutes. But when we went touch tight and got a man each and really, really, um, you know, went physically 
physical with them we, we stemmed the tide and we were lucky we were a pint ahead going in after a good last 20 minutes in the first half but uh, just happy that our lads held their nerve they could have just left it they could have down tools but they really didn't and I suppose our week this week has been a topsy-turvy one but I must say the credit credit to the players they, they really put the shoulder to the wheel kept the head down and they, um, and they worked you know worked towards 2 o'clock today and thankfully we got the result we needed and a squeaky bum time near the end because you were in front but Kenny looked like they were going in and it looked like a goal but we had a touch of that all the nine goals in the game it was a classic oh it was a classic as it always is yeah. this is my fourth time of all now Wexford Kenny and it's absolute chaos every time whether it's the 21st of January here in, in the winter or whether it's championship time but it was an absolute classic I must say the finishing was insane like Lee Moe got a goal there off his left on Cody the two goals he got uh, like I have two young lads here beside me now and if I could show them all them videos of nine goals they, they were just incredible finishes and, and the goalies had no chance two, two top class goalies had no chance so uh, real high quality probably a bit disappointed that I didn't see that quality over the last three or four weeks and that's the frustrating part we would have loved that game to have higher stakes for us today either to get to the All-Ireland Series or get to the Leinster Final but ultimately we made our bed uh, over the last few weeks and we had to we had to lie in it and, and we kept the heads down for the week and uh, just delighted the way the boys approached well done on that it was a great weekend for Hurling Carol was up the road and, uh, you obviously saw the Joe Mack yesterday I did geez, the quality and that was outstanding as well and I know Thomas Walsh had let the game go and it, it was kind of mad it was a chaotic he frustrated a few no, people he did, he did but he let the game by geez, he let it go and uh, the players kind of adjusted to it um, but the quality in that I must say was outstanding you know what I mean you'd be kind of looking at that knowing that we could be there yeah. oh, thankfully we're not but could be there but you'd be kind of saying so Jesus like that quality is really high and and, uh, and you know Carlo were full victory, full full value for the victory I know Offaly had a load of wides um, but Carlo were Carlo were outstanding yesterday and well deserved the victory but I, I watched them I watched St Mullins and Ferns there last November I knew well the quality was there and um, they have some class players and do you know what they'll, they'll, I think they'll give Dublin a fair rattle well hopefully so listen everyone would be very happy for a man like yourself everyone felt sorry for last week <laughs> it's a results game there was lads calling for your head oh, yeah, that's it, there's right. a statue going up in Wexford tonight <laughs> yeah. there. so well done yeah thanks really. I don't mind lads calling for me head at all <laughs> once the wife isn't giving out to me at home I don't mind who else is so. well, listen, well done yeah, thank you Good very much well done. see you next year thank you Now, as we continue to look ahead to the Joe McDonough Cup final, a game you can hear live on KCLR this afternoon, of course, from quarter to four, as Carlo take on Offaly. I'm delighted to say that I'm joined by the last man who led Carlo to Joe McDonough Cup success all the way back in 2018. Colin Bonner, how are you today? Very good, yeah. Enjoying the good weather at the moment. Yes, it's beautiful weather. Hopefully it holds still for the match. Um, Carlo versus Offaly, it's a game that a lot of the country are looking forward to. I'm sure you're looking forward to it as well, Colm, as an onlooker this time. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, um, as, as you said, it's been a couple of years since Carlo um, won the Joe McDonough. But yeah, they're backing with a big, big shout. Um, I know the last display there, um, Offaly had won all their game, they had qualified and I think reading back did maybe 10 or 11 changes. So, you know, Carlo still had to win it to ensure that they came second in, in the group and in the process of court, I think about 129. So, yeah, it's hard, it's, it's, it, you, you know, it's hard to actually take that game then in context in terms of Offaly being qualified and Carlo having to win it like so this will be a totally new game now for both teams and it's a final and it's uh, like a cup competition it's winner take all so I'm sure Carlo will be, will be rightly geared up for this 
And just in relation um, just to that, that final round match, Carlo obviously won it very heavily. It was Carlo's starting 15, their, their best players that the manager and the coaching team uh, would have decided on, whereas Offaly, I think, made something like 12 or 13 changes for that game. Does that have anything to do with it now? Is there any concerns from an Offaly point of view that momentum has been halted or from a Carlo perspective that they haven't been able to see the full hand that Offaly are going to show um, later on today? Would you read into that in any way at all? Yeah, each game takes on a life of its own. So, um, yeah, I would say Offaly went out thinking that they would be a lot more competitive than they would be with uh, making 10 or 11 changes and that players would, you know, have an eye on the final saying, look, you'll get the chance here to put your hand up. So a lot of the players mightn't have impressed and, uh, you know, Offaly might be kind of second-guessing, kind of saying, well, we didn't think Carlo were going to be this good or whatever. So, But then Carlo had it all had it all to do as well. They had to win regardless of the team that Offaly put out. But, and sometimes it can come against you when you put out a team, you know, you know, a team and make so many changes, and you give the the, the, the opposition the kind of the winning momentum. Sometimes it can be hard to change that because um, I'm sure Carlo now would say, "Well, look, we don't care what players put on that jersey. Um, we're in the final now on merit, and um, I reckon this game will definitely go to the wire." Yeah. Yeah, it's expected to be a really tight game. If we focus on Carlo, first of all, obviously you have um, a great relationship with Carlo GA people, but you also would know these players very well from your time in charge. How do you reflect on their season so far? It was a disappointing enough league campaign, but they seem to have peaked at the exact right time. Yeah, and as I said, I, I remember back even my first year with Carlo, you know, um, we had been, you know, going okay in the league but we did manage to get to a league final but were beaten by Antrim and we were hugely disappointed and you know we regrouped and refocused and uh, we went on and uh, beat Antrim then in the Christie Ring final so as I said things can change the league form is about trying to find your players trying to find your best 15 and uh, along the way there's, there's always, always would be a few bumps but uh, yeah it, since the Joe McDonough Cup started you know um, Offaly have had three wins and two draws so they're, they're unbeaten in this and that will give them great confidence um, heading into this knowing that Offaly will be hot favourites going into this uh, competition because as I said they were one of the favourites down for the down for this competition before it even started and um, so yeah I'm sure the players are really relishing the opportunity going in as underdogs and as I said uh, I've I've got to know a lot of these players and even the team that's still playing at the moment when you have the likes of Kevin McDonnell and James Dyle and Marty uh, Kavanagh John Michael and Chris Nolan they were all involved you know and they are all you know exciting attacking players so any team that can put those players out you know it's going to be there's going to be scores out there and to be fair to Carlo any time they've got to a final they've actually scored very well so it's in terms of what damage uh, Offaly are going to do to their, to their back line will be probably a deciding factor and it's interesting that you mention all the supremely talented players that Carlo have there, the likes of Marty Kavanagh, Chris Nolan, John Michael Nolan, Paddy Boland. The list seems to be endless uh, these days when you consider how good form these players are on individually and collectively. As a manager, when you were in charge, Colm, was it about implementing a system and a structure that allowed those attacking players to flourish? And do you think that's something that Tom Mullally has done really well this year? Yeah, and uh, Tom has worked so hard with Carla Hurlan over the last 
decades, like as far as I can remember, he's been involved with club teams there in Carlo. He's been involved with underage county teams, and he's in with the senior team, and he's very organised, very efficient, and would have different game plans, and would be trying to, you know, trying to get the lads to play to some kind of a system, but also to not to curb them in terms of the attacking flair that the likes of Martin, Chris Nolan, and John Mike, you know, and James Dye, these players have. So yeah, it, it's um, yeah, they'll have a system, all right, but again, they'll have the freedom in Crow Park to kind of implement it and, and to judge the game as, as it's happening and make decisions accordingly but yeah back in when we were playing yeah you know it, sometimes it takes a defeat or two in the league to kind of try and uh, tweak this or tweak this and uh, to look at different players in different positions and you know hopefully by the final uh, you have the best players in the best positions and you have a system in place that's going to help them win We'll have a look back on your time in charge and especially that 2018 final shortly but we touched on the present day Carlo team there in terms of Offaly first year under new manager Johnny Kelly I asked you what you made of Carlo how would you reflect on Offaly season so far? Yeah, well, look, um, it was a big setback for Offaly when they went out of the, the Lee McCarthy competition and people were saying, you know, it's going to take them a while to get back up. And Michael Fenley had done great work with him over the three years to get him, you know, back very, very competitive. And I'm looking at their underage teams now and, you know, the, the minor All-Ireland that they would have lost last year to, to Chip and uh, currently the Leinster under-20 champions in Hurling. Like, so they, they have underage talent coming through and there's expectations that, you know, uh, this team needs to win and they need to get back up into the uh, the round robin of the, of the Lee McCarthy Leinster Championship so that these guys can put progress more so there is there is pressure on, on them but having said that uh, they've dealt very capably with what's ahead of them and they've um, the transition from Michael Fenley to Johnny Kelly seems to have gone down well and uh, he's building on the work that's been done there so yeah look awfully they have their own goals set and they have their own ambitions and they have a very proud history themselves and yeah they want to get back up as quick as they can back up to competing for the the, the big honours and they can see underage they're doing the right stuff so yeah it's um, that'll be a driving factor for them and uh, you know they love the Holland too and awfully and there's some very very strong club teams and yeah, it, like they're not going to be down for long, so it's, it's a case of you know if you have a, if you have a chance to beat them, you know maybe this is the chance to beat them now. And all of this success from an awfully perspective seems to have stemmed back from when Michael Dignan became chairman, the new and the new county board was put in place. When you're a manager with a so-called smaller county, the likes of maybe an awfully in recent years, Carlo, as you were in charge of, how important is it that the vision of the management teams are aligned with the vision of the county board and that you all work in harmony? Because it seems to be something that they've really done efficiently in awfully. Yeah, well, look, Michael Dygan has been there as a player and uh, he's there with the... Um you know, they are the good times when they're winning national league titles and allowing senior hurling titles. And uh, of course, he wants to get Offaly back uh, back to that. And at the time, they're winning. You know, the hurling they were hugely competitive in the football, and I think one of the football all Ireland as well around the early 80s. So, you know, Offaly uh, are trying to get back to there. They have a small population, but they have very very strong clubs. And yeah, linking in um, that kind of vision in terms of bringing Offaly forward, it, it looks like um, Offaly got behind it when you when you can see down the ages success that they're starting to come through with and how competitive they are in terms of um, getting the finals uh, and you know as I said the 20s winning the Leinster final against Wexford so 
Yeah, it's hugely important that uh, the county board and the senior management team have a vision that they're working on in terms, of, but also that they have the structures on the range in terms of uh, the development of the players from under, you know, under 14, 16, minor, that, you know, everybody's given the best opportunity to, to, to develop to be the best player they can. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it can be a difficult pathway sometimes. And um, when you don't have huge success, sometimes it can disillusion a few people and a few on the county board and even a few players. But, yeah, if you keep your shoulders to the wheel and keep believing in that vision and, um, you know, as I said, Carlo, they have a small hurling population that's really kind of based in the south of the county. And, um, you know, their ambitions is to even play, you know, they play in the leagues in uh, in, in Kilkenny just to ensure that their standards are, are where they should be. And yeah. they have a huge passion, the, the players that are playing, and um, they're very, very proud to wear that jersey. And Colm, if we go back to your own time, I mean, there's incredible excitement around Carlo now for this game. Of course, it could be a completely historical occasion for Carlo hurling. It was back in 2018. You were champions. You won the Joe McDonough Cup for the first time in the history of Carlo GA. How do you look back on that particular year and that particular time? Because it must have been right up there with one of your greatest successes as a manager. Yeah, look, there were fantastic uh, occasions in terms of uh, when you get any team to Crow Park and um, I was very lucky in terms of, you know, we had, we had a good German, Sean Campion, and he had a good vision in terms of where he'd like to see the hurling going and we were working closely with Leinster Council and uh, they had a development um, initiative in place for a number of counties as well and, um, you know, they spent the money, the money wisely in terms of trying to uh, develop the structures and put them in place and yeah those times you know when I look back uh, yeah, the response I got from 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 the players you know from the family from the supporters the friendships the connections that were built up like they were huge and as I said um, I was made to feel very welcome there every time I went and I would have huge fond memories and obviously you know, they were hectic kind of three or four years. We went from playing Christy Ring and then moved up as, uh, up to the Joe McDonough. And next thing we moved up to the Lancer Senior Hurling Round Robin. And, um, you know, that was all in a space of two and a half years. And it was just, you know, it was a roller coaster of a ride. And um, when you had the likes of Kilkenny and Dublin and even Limerick coming and playing in Carlow. Uh, and, and the crowds that were there and seeing the young players, you know, at the time I remember in the Kilkenny game, there was hundreds and hundreds on the field with the horses <laughs> and pucking around and it was just such such an occasion and yeah, maybe the results might have went where we'd like them to be but I remember even that Kilkenny game, we were hugely competitive and especially in the second half where we would have outscored a Kilkenny team that normally when they had their foot on your neck they just drive it home and that was an exceptional Kilkenny team and you know, even the trip to Galway where our very first senior round robin championship and um, only lost it by a few points and maybe if we had a bit more belief we could have actually done something, you know, special but yeah, look, these these are great memories and um, as I said, when I look back on the players that are not there now, you know, the likes of Alfie Cochran and Michael Dial, the Cody's Richard and Paul and, you know, David English, uh, Eddie Bourne, Dennis, you know, Dennis Murphy, Seamus Murphy, Richard Kelly, Titch. you know, there's a lot, a lot of good, good players that, yeah. that that were available to me at the time as well, and, and it's trying to get that balance right. And when I look at the, the players that are still there in terms of Brian Tracy and Paul Dial and Dermot Burke, 
you know, and Jack Cavanagh there, you know, they've, they've served Carlo hugely and they just love putting on that jersey. They take as much pride in putting on that jersey as a court man would put on his jersey or tip man put on his jersey. And, you know, they give it everything that they actually have. And, yeah, it, look, it was great, great memories. And, yeah, and as I said, those days in Crow Park, um, you know, the John McDonough final, uh, it was new and we played before the Leinster Senior Hurling Championship and having won it, we went to watch Galway and Kilkenny play the next in the Leinster final and we're kind of saying, well, we're up here playing with these boys next year. So, yeah, it, it was um, a roller coaster of a ride, but very, very enjoyable for everybody that was involved in it. Yeah, it was certainly enjoyable to watch on and support from afar. But one thing that I'd always resonate with that time was and you can see it now and how it's all come to fruition, the fact that you and your management team were able to take Carlo Hurling to a completely new stratosphere, another level that they seem to be on a par with now, and they'll obviously try and build from there, hopefully, fingers crossed, if they can win the Joe McDonough Cup. What were the main things you did at the start of your tenure to kind of change maybe the, the culture in Carlo Hurling and, and to get it to the level where we see it today? Yeah, um, we had a very good um, sports psychologist with us, Keith Begley, at the time. And, yeah, it, it was a case where, you know, we had to bring the lads away and we had to set our values out and what do we stand for and what was our vision and, you know, what was the legacy we were going to leave behind. And, um, yeah, the players did want to leave the jersey in a better place. And, you know, they wanted to make sure that the time that they wore the jersey, that they were in the best prepared, you know, um, uh, as good as it could be and it, it kind of moved from there like once you have your your kind of vision and your values set in place and you know if uh, and if you can kind of live by those values it's going to ensure that you know you're going to bring your pest on to, onto the field and but having said that yeah, look, they, they were a very tight group as well and because it's such a small group that they're kind of coming from they know each other very well I think at the time it was maybe four senior clothes Mountains to Rangers Mullins uh, Navone and Ballinkillen and so, you know, they knew each other very well and, you know, their own club championships were hugely competitive in terms of, uh, but when they put on, when they came in on the county, that was their, that was the goal uh, in terms of trying to get better, trying to move up through the grades. And as I said, maybe it was a bit easy. We were down in Division 2 at the time and we set a goal in terms of trying to win that. And, uh, yeah, we fell, we fell at the first hurdle in terms of a beat by entering the first. But we learned from that and uh, we learned in terms of uh, the style of play that we need to, to, to implement to try and win because as I said we weren't happy with that first loss against Antrim and uh, things just kind of went from there uh, we learned we learned as we, as we learned, uh, you know as we kept moving and but I have very good people too in the background you know Adrian Cochran from uh, Carroll there and on Anya Kinsella they, they were huge 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 help in terms of uh, knowing the personnel and uh, you know and how to work with the players and getting the best out of them and you know obviously the likes of Martin Bourne and you know, um, um, I probably even had a few, you know. But as I said, uh, look, we we got on well as a management team too, and uh, we all we really needed or wanted was to see the the players coming with a smile and uh, you know the training and giving it the best and knowing that you know uh, we weren't going to leave anything behind us and just to put a system in place where we felt if we kept working on it and we did when you had forwards like at the time. Um, 
with John Michael and Chris Dole and Marty and we had Dennis Murphy and Eddie and, and Seamus Murphy and probably Seamus and Eddie were two of the best feelers in the game at any level and um, you know it was I won't say it was easy to put a game plan in place but when you have players of that ability it does help in terms of um, trying to maintain a game plan and trying to maintain a system but yeah look great great times great memories and Hopefully there'll be another great memory made later today and Carlo can claim their second ever Joe McDonough Cup. Do you think the experience of 2018, there are still a lot of players that were involved back then that will be involved in the game against Offaly later on today. Do you think that experience will hold strong for them today and do you think it could prove crucial because Offaly haven't been in this situation before, we must remember. Yeah, it most definitely will. They'll have fond memories like when they got to Crow Park in 2017 with the Christie ring. They, they, they turned on the performance there. Nobody saw coming. Like I, I think they had for 5.23. Like they, they really, really opened up because we had been struggling to, I think Antrim would have beaten us or drawn uh, the three previous occasions and we just once they got to Crow Park they just you know let the shackles off and really really went for it and we had a good system in terms of what we were trying to do and even when we got to the Joe McDonough final you know it wasn't all one, one way but when we got to the final I think they scored something like 226 like so they can open up when they get to Crow Park you know they are good hurlers and they can open up and knowing that will give them a bit of confidence but they, having said that they know themselves that uh, awfully are very very hungry for a victory like there's a lot of pressure being put on this team that we need to win we need to get out of the gym we've done and we need to get back up competing in Leinster and you know they can see the underage success that they're having at the moment and they're trying to, to, to obviously build it and so it's yeah, it's going to be a hell of a game, and um, the five or six newer players that wouldn't have experienced that, you know, the likes of John Nolan, as you said, the Paddy Bowen, the these kind of cues, these are all good players too, and um, um, it'll take a big, big performance from every every one of the players to try and turn off Lee over, because as I said, they will be going in the favourites, and so that'll take a small bit of pressure off uh, Carol. But when you get to a final, you, you just don't you don't want to lose it. And just very finally, Colm, you mentioned there a couple of times the fact that you think it'll be a close game. How do you see it going? Can you call it either way? Do you think Carlo will have enough to get over the line or will Offaly just about do it? Yeah, well, they'll have to show the fighting spirit, you know, that's got him to that final and that never say die attitude. Like, it looked like on several occasions that Leash were going to pull clear by five or six points and it took a penalty in the last minute to kind of you know, get a draw, which is the point that's got him into the Joe McDonough final. So they need to bring that grit and, you know, you'd wonder would Offaly underestimate him a small bit or what was Offaly's mindset when they did play them and, um, you know, putting out that team might have, might have helped him in terms of, um, you know, it might have set a bit of doubt into players' minds saying, oh, um, you know, we didn't think we'd lose by that much because they were, they were turned over by nearly... 15, 16 points, 17 points. So, yeah, look, it, it is a hard game to call. Um, um, but, yeah, I, I would be expecting the experience of, you know, of Marty and Chris and John Michael Nolan in the forwards. And, you know, the likes of John is a good player. And the likes of Kev McDonald and, and James Dial, they're all attacking, attacking players and they'll put up a score. But I suppose it's to try and nullify what off you do on the, on, on the opposite end. And it could be a bit of a shootout. And um, I'm hoping that Carlo would be on the right side of that result. Brilliant stuff, Colin Bonner. An absolute pleasure to hear you on KCLR again. Thanks ever so much for speaking to me today and best of luck with everything in the future. Okay, thank you.
With Freebooters captain David Rice after their 5 0 victory over Evergreen 46 in the Casey Lauren McCallman Cup final today, uh, David, first of all, huge congratulations. A brilliant day for the club and for yourself. Look, thanks very much. Um, yeah, it is a great day. It's a great day for the club. Um, I'm just delighted to see smiles on the boys' faces. Like, we put in a long year. It's days like this that you play. Like, the McCallman Cup is the kind of pinnacle day of football in Kilkenny. And it's great to be out here on a Sunday afternoon. Sun shining, your mates and family out here and your friends, the lads you trained all year with. And just to kind of come out of it on top and get some silverware. It's a great feeling and I'm delighted for all the lads. And it obviously means a lot to win it, particularly for a club of this size. Nine years is an awful long wait. I mean, does that make it all the more sweet? Oh, it does. Look, between, I could have lost four or five finals between that last one. I seem to always get bet, whether it be penalties or whether you be betting penalties in a, in a semi-final. These aren't easy competitions to win and that shows by um, not being able to get it back for nine years. Look, we're just delighted to have it. Uh, I spoke earlier, I said it's our first time in 12 seasons now to have two trophies in the one season. Hopefully we can go on and add another. Um, but it's a good season for the club after two bitter weeks of disappointments against Trim and out on the Kells Road. Uh, we picked ourselves back up against Dean Celtic and then look, we got the business done here today. Credit to the 46ers. They held their own there and battled right to the end. Um, and just delighted we got over the line and got the victory. And the scoreline 5-0 obviously would suggest that it was a comfortable enough afternoon for you, but you had to be very patient at the start in particular. Was it really important that you didn't try and force the issue and you just kind of maintain your control of the game in the knowledge that maybe the opportunities would come eventually? Yeah, look, it's a tough one because everybody you meet down the town is telling you, like, oh, you're going to win this, you're going to win that. Like, you can't take things like that. Like, at the end of the day, it's a game of football. If they get a corner in the first few minutes and bury the ball in the net, suddenly it's a completely different story. We went out against River Rangers in the March Shield semi-final and bet them with the last kick of a ball. That was credit to them too. Like, at the end of the day, it's a game of football in a two-horse race. They had plenty of experience in their side. We gave them the respect they deserved. They were in the final. They would have wanted to win it as much as we did. It was a derby for both teams we kind of went out and we wanted to score early but the main thing we were saying if we don't score early don't start panicking don't start just like going long balls this and that but um, look we got over in the line we got one then we got two I think we were three up at half time which we were happy with and then came out and put one or two away in the second half and just generally before I let you go David the season two trophies in the bag already one more to come hopefully from your point of view uh, it's been a memorable one hasn't it? Look it has been a memorable season it's been a great season I came back last season I done my PCL I was out for seven months I didn't know if I was actually going to be able to play football again at this kind of level or what way it would hold up it's sore after a few games but look we have a great manager great coaches and it's a great bunch of lads like I mean I died for any one of them lads in that dressing room they're 11 months nearly now of hard training together we're out doing 5k's weekly we're out in Jenkinstown we didn't even have a home pitch this year and um, it's silverware like this that makes it all worth it and uh, I'm most of all and just delighted for them boys it'd be great to add another trophy we have Callan away Wednesday we'll enjoy today get back to it maybe tomorrow night or Tuesday training and then uh, we'll see how Callan goes hopefully we can be back out in tournaments for one last time just to cap off a long season brilliant stuff David Rice congratulations today and uh, best luck with what's to come Thanks very much, Robbie, and best of luck to you at Castle Warren next week in that cup, okay? Thanks a million. Thanks, David.
I'm with Freebooters manager Peter Higgins and assistant manager Shawnee Dial after their 5-0 win in the KCLR McCalman Cup final uh, Peter to come against Evergreen 46 days of course Peter to come to you first uh, a marvellous occasion and a wonderful day for the whole club yeah I suppose it's a brilliant occasion a cup final it's been 9 years since we won one so yeah brilliant to get over the line it was always going to be tough um, but yeah nine years so we're delighted to bring it back to the fair green um, and we'll enjoy the celebrations tonight and just on the performance today Peter I mean were you happy with how it went from start to finish yeah I couldn't really ask much much more from the lads um, Tommy, you know we dom- dominated the game we dominated the ball we, we scored goals we had plenty of chances clean sheet so yeah happy happy yeah we couldn't really ask for any more and just generally in this competition it seemed to open up for me f- from an early stage did you really kind of attack it as the rounds went on yeah no we say at the start of the year we wanted to win as much as we could you know so every competition we were in we wanted to win so yeah we, we every game we played like a cup final so yeah yeah delighted with the win and another trophy and hopefully we get another one now in two weeks time and just finally on this one uh, for yourself Peter uh, the season generally how do you look back on it so far and I know there's another one to go as well yeah it's it's been it's been good um, I always kind of I set standards for the lads so I kind of set them for the coaches as well and we, we could have you know we could have won the league but we didn't so we won this one we won the shield and hopefully we win the Premier Cup next week so uh, yeah happy enough I'll let you have to celebrate Peter yeah. Higgins thanks ever so much and best of luck next weekend I'm also with Shawnee Dyle as I say uh, Shawnee uh, just a brilliant day for everybody associated with Freebooters isn't it yeah look as Peter alluded to it was nine years since we've since we've won it um, <laughs> sorry lads it's nine years since we uh, won it but as he said we set out to win every trophy we could we came up we came up short in the Leinster Junior and in the league but to win this and to win the Shield and we're in a semi-final of another one uh, we're in a good place at the moment well look they're calling you over yeah. Shawnee so I'd like to chat to you more but best of luck with everything going forward and thanks ever again for speaking to us today and thanks to KCLR as well as usual for the coverage and uh, sponsoring this trophy we're proud to win it no problem at all well done thanks Johnny. I'm with Evergreen 46 manager Mark Jordan after the KCLR McCallum Cup final which saw Freebooters come out on top today here at Dirty Miss Park. Uh, Mark, a disappointing day for your team, but a wonderful occasion to be a part of and a brilliant run to the final too. Absolutely. Look, the the, the occasion itself was, I mean, what, what what we looked at, particularly with the younger kids in the squad, um, and obviously the older guys as well, just to just to enjoy it. Um, we're here now. We we got here, so um, it was important, obviously, that we went out and put put the best foot forward and, 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 and did as good as we could uh, we had a plan for that as we said um, but it was never going to be easy you know so you know the occasion itself it was important um, but it was also important that we gave a good account of ourselves which I think we did uh, although the scoreline would suggest different um, everybody gave everything they had Yeah it was a really tight game particularly for the first 15 or 20 minutes was the kind of heartbreaking thing maybe from your perspective was when you conceded the first goal that the second and the third came quite quickly in succession well well look that i suppose that's uh one of one of the one of the things that jumped out of it for us. Look, I mean, Booters, Booters are a class team. You know, they're they're a top team. Um, you know, along with our own A team, of course. Uh, you know, they're the the biggest, the two biggest 
you know, teams in Kilkenny, let's say. Um, so, as I said, we knew what was going to be there, but I suppose the disappointing thing was that we, we, we had the plan. It worked for about 15 minutes, you know. It, it was just to, to, to literally put two lines there and, and do what we could and see could we catch something on a break if possible. But, you know, the couple of the goals were sloppy, you know, as, as good as freebooters are. Um, we were a little bit sloppy ourselves, obviously, and those that quick succession of goals, it's really hard to come back from that, you know, for any team. But how proud are you of this group of players? Because to make a case in Ormond Calvin Cup final, it's something that most players that ever play soccer in Kilkenny will never even get to achieve. So to be here, I mean, it's just a great embodiment and indictment of the work you've done with the 46. Oh, look, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, any any player in Kilkenny, you know, local soccer, you know, the McCallum Cup's huge. It's huge. I mean, myself, it's 25 years to the day when I played in my last McCallum Cup final and it was against Evergreen. I was with Highview and that's 25 years ago to the day, as I said. So, you know, we spoke to the guys in there, you know, before and even the older guys that have played in four and five, you know, the Brian Jordans and, and the Mark Cashins and, and, and Robbie Kwan himself even, you know, you, you don't get to them too often, you know, in a lot of cases. Um, but the kids, the, the younger guys, and I say kids during fourth year, you know, fifth year, um, it was really uh, important that they took this day in and, and you know, s- saw what it was about, you know, and how important it is and, and you know, what you need to do and, and just the occasion, as you, as you said to me yourself. And I have no doubt they'll have some ahead of them, you know, but it was great for them to get a, you know, to get a, a taste of it at a very young age, you know, and not a lot of people will get that, you know, and even at an older age, not a lot of people might get it. Yeah, and it's the young lads that obviously get that experience, the older lads get to have that experience maybe one more time. You never know, they could be back here for another one, fingers crossed for them. But um, is that what this team is about, really, to give as many people as possible experiences like this? Because it's something that maybe wouldn't have happened five, six years ago when this team wasn't in existence. Oh yeah, look, the the, the 46s, I mean, everybody's a huge club, yeah. huge club. Uh, there's a lot of players, a lot of really, really good players that, you know, even, even you know, as they're, you know, in their late 30s or even early 40s, they, they might be still kicking football with another junior A team in another club or what have you. But, you know, Evergreen is such a, a high quality, you know, club with players and, 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 and so on and so forth that, you know... Does a B, does a C, does the 46s, and it, and it gives those players a chance to keep playing football because they still want to play football. But it's also an opportunity for the younger kids coming through the academy to get a taste of junior football. Um, and you know, then the C is there if they want to step up again and they're good enough, and, and you know, the B's thereafter, and so on and so forth. So it's a, it's a nice stepping stone along the way. Um, but you know, you know, from 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 everybody's perspective in the club, I mean, everybody was super proud of us today. You know, regardless of the results, I know five 0 never looks good. It's never going to look good. But, you know, we, you know, as I said, we had a plan and we stuck to it for, you know, the first 10, 15 minutes. And unfortunately, then just three goals in succession like that are just so hard to come back from. And they obviously added to that then thereafter. But, you know, we gave a good account. You know, we, we, we came here, we enjoyed the day, uh, you know, and uh, now we'll uh, go see, can we enjoy the evening? Maybe. Certainly, we'll go off and enjoy your commiserations today. Congratulations on a great season. And thanks ever so much for speaking to me today, Mark. Thanks a million, Robbie. Really appreciate it. You're very welcome back to Scoreline. It is myself, Shane O'Keefe, on this huge, monumentous day for Carlo. It is the Joe McDonough Cup final coming up in about an hour and a half. Carlo versus Offaly. Can they do what they did in 2018? It remains to be seen. But KCLR will have you covered all the way till then. Now, occasionally, we like to chat about all things NFL with Colin Cronin from the Irish NFL show. Yes, you may have seen them on Virgin Media and, of course, their tremendous podcast that they have going on. And he keeps us up to date with what's happening in the NFL. 
NFL. But now I'm delighted to say I'm joined by a bona fide NFL star, Mr. Devin Funches. Thank you very much for coming. Nah, in, I sir. appreciate y'all having me. It's been a wonderful uh, experience. I came over here with Dave, and just uh, Ireland is beautiful. Kilkenny itself is is uh, one of those that you need to come see yourself. And what has you over here? Coming from the NFL, and you're getting to tour all these massive cities in America. I would like to point out Kilkenny is recognised as a city as well. But compared to the cities that you may have been a part of, what how was Kilkenny stood up to the task? Uh, so where my grandparents are from is called Mebbin, North Carolina. It's a small little country town. Uh, you know everybody in the town. Everybody knows my grandparents. So it's just this reminded me of this uh, being back in Carolina where I played uh, in the NFL. It was just two hours over the road. So I'm a small town boy. I mean, I grew up in the city of Detroit, but I was always back in North Carolina in the country, just chilling with my family. Nice. My only experience in America is in Detroit as well. I went to the Henry Ford Museum, came down from Niagara oh, nice. Falls. So it's pretty awesome, even to get to see the stadiums that they have over there that ones that no doubt you would have played in but you're looking to make a transition now from American football to a different passion of yours you're looking to go basketball yeah back to basketball I was uh you could say this 20 years ago I was destined to go to the NBA and then um, 2010 2011 I switched to football Uh, it was my first year on varsity and uh we won the state championship and uh, that basketball season. My coach was uh, a little bit not on the, the nice side of things and things of that nature. It's something that I didn't have to deal with at the time. So I put all my focus in on football. And now that the NFL has been doing what they're doing to me, I just go back to my first love of basketball. That's, that's what I was better at anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> You're saying that from an NFL star. Uh, Davey, you've been working with him now. Are you helping him with the transition to go from American football to basketball? Yeah, I suppose, absolutely. Um, when when Devin came over first, it was just about kind of finding out where his body was. We, put, we set in, in stone the first day. We put out the, the goals, where you at, where you want to get to, where your body is now and how we're yeah. going to you know, piece that together and bit by bit, day by day, session by session. We've been bringing through, we've been smashing through that process realistically, probably too quickly. I hour s- by hour, he being home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we had a good start, right? He's pretty decent. Uh, Dave, pretty decent at what he does. He's a humble guy. Uh, listen, it's good. Uh, but yeah, no, look, I'll try and make sure that his body moves correctly because again working with this level athlete it's, it's it's impressive how they adapt so quickly it's almost it's almost easy in some ways you know is there something that you've had to adapt to as, as well to because obviously you're involved with the FAI you've been involved with the IRFU different sports to go to and, and you've had Olympians over with you mm-hmm. and doing different things to go from football to basketball it was has that been a learning experience for yourself yeah definitely absolutely one, one thing though they all have in common is movement yeah. and uh, to be honest with you if you can if you can get the correct you know we, we are lost I think in the in the old physio world the old model, model with respect is, is is broken It's it was a situation before where if a muscle gets injured you strengthen that muscle and for the most part that works but we don't believe in strengthening muscles where I'm in my clinic and how I teach my staff we believe in training movements training kind of synchronisation of limbs together and, and that in its total it's easy to shy away from that but to be fair and to be honest with you if you really understand the athlete and how the athlete moves and get to know their goals and get to understand their why then you, then, you, then it all happens for you so we, we really look at making sure that what the person's goal is, is identified straight away and we can work towards that goal then so it's all it's all relative realistically you know and the goal for you then must be the NBA is it is that yeah. the ultimate goal yeah it's easy uh, it's all about who you know it's not like yeah. it's not about all that so my uncle is a uh, uh, William Wesley, vice president of the New York Knicks, and then one of my mentors is uh, Matt Ishbia. He just bought the um, the the Phoenix Suns. So, yeah. other than that, I have other opportunities. But it's just, what can you put on film to make somebody like you? Well, 
I got blessed by God, so we'll see how that goes. Because it, it, it's no doubt a difficult pathway to go, but, but from having that professional experience before with the NFL, obviously will will stand to you. Just looking at you, you're an absolute tank of a human being as well. <laughs> no, I could sense from your grip and everything like that. So, <laughs> uh, is there a particular place where you'd like to go play your trade in, in basketball? Or so right now, uh, July we're going over. I'm taking days with me just to make sure my body's prepped. We're going over to uh, to Japan. I'm going to start my first little stint in Japan. Got to try out in July, then play the season in September. Then next year, uh, what is that, 2024, mm-hmm. I basically just want to play with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, me and uh, Biggie Small, we got the same birthday. So I've been, <laughs> I've been in love with him since he passed away. And uh, I've seen all the love that he had uh, when they put his uh, funeral on TV. So mm-hmm. I'm just waiting uh, patiently, you know. Good things come to those who wait. So mm-hmm. just waiting, chilling out. I got some connections in Brooklyn as well so it's just a vibe for me I'm just enjoying my time um, getting healed uh, I've been in multiple countries this, this year so I'm just just cool. cooling out bro yeah. have, have you been in anywhere else in say mainland Europe because we know that basketball in on mainland Europe is is, is huge people might know that but Barcelona and Real Madrid have their own basketball teams connected yeah. to the Bernabeu and New Camp have you seen say European uh, basketball step up in the past while so I have multiple friends and uh, brothers basically that just play overseas and I've seen their numbers the stats that they, uh, they put up uh Kalen Lucas, he's, he's one of my idols growing up. He's over in Dubai right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Rashard Pack, I don't know where he was uh, last, but he was over. He's been overseas. Barcelona mm-hmm. was, was a stint of his where, where they treated him like a king. So it's just, I know basically it's all about politics. So I, I can I can go playing in G League if I want to, but to go overseas, uh, build a name, get a get a, a country behind you, and then come back. I think that's the best thing to do. I mean, it's, it's love over here in Ireland too. So <laughs> if it was, it was a team over here for me to play, I I play with them. But it's just. I'm all about just going to that place where I felt comfortable. Japan, I felt comfortable. I have connections in other countries, but Japan, I felt very comfortable. I had uh, the resources over there as well. So me just going to go follow my passion and treating this like a a game and having fun, bro. That's all I'm trying to do. It's so so inspiring getting to hear a professional athlete talk. And and to to know the route to change disciplines is no doubt an incredibly hard task. But you're saying it with such passion in your voice that it's, it's beautiful to hear really I, I just want to touch a bit on the NFL I mentioned that we had Colin Cronin from the Irish NFL show and he keeps us up to date with what happens in the NFL and recently there's been a bit of a connection with Ireland maybe possibly bringing games here to mm-hmm. Crow Park we've seen London is selling out I think mm-hmm. uh, the uh, Jacksonville are going to be doing two shows in yep. Wembley Stadium Germany has sold out as well so the NFL is becoming a lot more Accessible. Yeah, accessible, a lot more global, even though mm-hmm. Super Bowl is one of the most watched sports. Mm-hmm. But the whole season is becoming a lot more global as well. That must be really great to be able to see that from the States, to see that these franchises are coming over here. Man, I think, I mean, I think it's different. Uh, me being in it, though, uh, our bodies get taxed so much. Right. Like, y'all, y'all are the viewers, and everybody wants to be a part of it that way. But. It's four car crashes every time we get hit. Yeah. It's it's sixty five yeah. plus plays a game, so it's yeah. 
it's it's good that they are expanding. It is that that they are bringing that 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 attention and that awareness overseas. I love the fact that they are doing it. You know what I'm saying? Because people need to get culture. I've been on this little journey, and it's I've been able to get culture, see so much historical things, and it's just like that's the essence of life. You know what I mean? That's that's the true nature of what we're supposed to experience on this planet. So coming over here, getting people involved, engulfed in our culture. That's dope, but we have to go out and try to respect that culture too. So player welfare, obviously, is a you four car crashes is is every time you get hit is mm. astonishing. Huge. Davey, you're a man now that has to deal with the four <laughs> as long with the body. You have to set that body right. Who is dealing yeah, with yeah. four car crashes every time he gets hit? How many? Sixty five players possibly. Yeah. That's a lot of hits. And if you're him, you're in every player probably as well. Too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a lot right. Yeah. So you're not a kicker that's just coming on to <laughs> yeah. kick and then getting to leave you're the not, field. So you're not Brady, the forty five years old. Yeah. But no, look, listen. The thing about it is, he's resilient. His body will absorb that. But to be fair, like this is why we assess him on the very first day as well. It's find out exactly where it was. And you know, all right, that first session wasn't pretty. Was it those movements, those joints? Nah. But literally at the end of the first two-hour session, I think it took us the first day, right? Yeah. Then he's moving crispy, and he actually hasn't lost any of it realistically. So every single day, we've been building and building, exposing his body to like higher kind of skill levels. Looking, like you look at him in front of you right now. He's muscular wise. There's no panic. He doesn't even have to work out, shall we say? But yeah. the central nervous system is what I'm trying to work on with him. His ability to problem solve as he moves and he's just taken to it unbelievable that's really it so when you're talking about problem solving as you move what's the the issue so basically what happens is you think about so pain let's talk about pain for a second even if he perceives it pain is like a blocker to movement so when you send a signal from your brain to a muscle to move if it's clear and there's no pain the muscle innervates and the tissue innervates and the movement innervates and and you feed back you know uh, information to your brain that says hey I've completed that movement but when you're in pain it's like a blockage and your body will find a way to use another muscle to actually complete that action Mm-hmm. even if it's at the detriment of fatigue and everything mm-hmm. else you can do that if you have a strong mindset but at a, like it only takes a certain amount of time or yeah. a certain amount of yards and a certain amount of games for you to go hey do you know what now I've developed tendonitis now I've developed a muscle tear now I've developed a bursitis and that's why it's so difficult when you're working with like people who are so strong minds so strong minded to kind of reset their idea on what they are and to, to treat the tissue and treat the movement pattern if that makes sense so almost is it almost people build up bad behaviours yep. over the years Basically. and is, is it easier to start from afresh then or I, I know being with a pro athlete is completely different but for the layman's term is it easier to start afresh from people who, who haven't been able to have the opportunity to build up these athletes and then start from there or how is it untraining people to, to stop doing bad behaviours? That's a brilliant question, right? And I'll tell you why that's a brilliant question because every single person doesn't want to stop. I mean, I cannot stop him from moving because he's just conditioned like this, shall we say. And in the old school, and I've been guilty myself in the past before I learned my ways, as a physio, we, if we don't know what we're, if we really don't know what we're doing, we'll say, hey, you know what, just take a little rest there for two weeks, would you? And we'll see how your body resets itself. But when you're working with this kind of population, you don't get a time. You have to problem solve the way he is, find out what's going on, and then make sure that his body can keep moving with the right stimulus that doesn't overstimulate him every single tissue Shane in our body has what we call an over, an, um, a load tolerance the amount of load it can take before it breaks down right find out where his is is the tricky part it's hard but like once you find it you're flying and then everything after that is just built towards stimulating tissue to the right amount and that creates a really good atmosphere and environment for him to get better and better and better they're difficult things to do but to be fair I'm, I'm many many experienced many many grey hairs in my head now so I, I'm used to a few hairs <laughs> not, not that many. a few many hairs losing as well but hey look listen but um, yeah so it's finding that tree it's finding that kind of right sweet spot which comes 
some experience and academic knowledge, I guess, as well. But working with that population, it gets easier and easier when, when they're just talented to be. I like it. he refers to you as the population because, you know, there's a, there's a few different kind of men being built into this one. It's absolute tank of a man. But yeah. I'll tell you what, right? I literally, I, if I call him at Mills, I'm going to, I'll be starstruck. <laughs> you know, I, I have to try working this guy. You try, you try teaching, the, I, you sit in a room with somebody and teach this guy who knows how to move how to move. It's quite daunting, like, you know, sort of way. So I'm trying to just separate him from not being an athlete and treat him like Mary down the road. Like, that's, I've seen no, I've seen no woman in a dress. That's what I'm seeing. But it'll keep me sane. Uh, for the actual build up of maybe muscle that you need for the NFL, is there a trimming down phase to transition to basketball? Uh, so I just been I've been chilling, you know. I uh, I changed my diet, you know. Uh, I just been relaxing. I'm a businessman at this point. I, uh, I own a water company, Stealth Detox Alkaline Water, and um, I haven't been working out. I I tell y'all the truth. I just look like this. I walk. <laughs> again, I do my walks every day. That's frightening. Yeah, I do my <laughs> walk. I do my walks every day, and I just been trying to. That's why I'm overseas as well too, building that connection and seeing a different demographic and how can they. Uh, benefit from the water that I have what how, how systems can be implemented in buildings and uh, schools and things of that nature so it's I'm doing my job as a CEO out here and then um, I gotta go to work in July does the does the NFL allow a pathway for that kind of business acumen uh, no, we, no they, because you, you see with Premier League footballers as well a lot of them end up going bankrupt yeah. after a certain mm. amount of time because they only have this time period oh, yeah. and injury could thousand percent so right know. now like I invested all of my money right well so it's I don't have liquid and that's okay because except the water right 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 <laughs> exactly. so it's I understand the business aspect of life now they don't teach us that in the NFL you learn that in real world experiences mm. and so then you can take the time out then to to focus on your true passion which mm. is NBA basically mm. that's what that's what they blessed me with COVID <laughs> came my, my family my grandfather stays with me and I decided to become a businessman did you did you enjoy the NFL did I enjoy it? it was 2015 was fun 2015 was when we went to the Super Bowl mm. but other than that it was uh, it's a lot of egos a lot of pride a lot of people not understanding at the end of the day the goal is to go get a ring yeah. and once mm. that happens everything else uh, uh, come but money and other things that come involved like I say egos yeah. it's that the game is the game was written a long time ago just like you guys play football over here with your feet no coach can rewrite something to make something great. Mm. Just let the players go be great. So it's just that aspect of having to deal with the politics on every level. Mm. People don't usually talk about it, but I'm about to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Just politics is politics is politics. And it's just to know how to represent yourself in that room. You don't get educated that. So, yeah, good point. Did it feel like a job? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is a job. It's a job all the way. Like, one, like, it's not a game. It's not a game in college. You got, what is that? In college, you work basically 20-hour days. Whew. On top of your academics. On top of the academics. So it's just, that's what happens in college. It's blessed that they have the NIL now, name, image, and likeness, and they can make money over in the States. But uh, before that, my last year of school, 2014, they made $100 million off of me. And I saw not one dime. So it's in the NFL. Is it's 
you go to work and then you go home and nobody teaches you the business aspect because you're so tired and wrapped up and trying to keep up with everything in NFL. But it's just, it's to the point to where, you know, the rules changing and all that type of stuff. They won't let these guys have fun. I had, I got fined back in the day just because I was dancing. I had to switch the rules, sit on the board and all that type of stuff. So it's just me to go understand, put my face back out there, do something that's dribbling ball, something simple. You know, that's, that's basically cardio, therapeutic cardio from doing all my businesses. So it's just like I'm a I'm a retired OG. Yeah, that's 29 years old. That's traveling the world, building this water company, building the relationships with with those around the world, and just trying to have fun. Slam dunking life. That's what it sounds like. To use the basketball euphemism. Absolutely love it, Davey. It's important to say that while you do work with all these incredible athletes uh, you've had Olympians over I've had the opportunity to interview we've had senior journey with the FAI the IRFU amongst many of Ella Malloy who's playing her trade down at Wexford these are top level athletes but there's people like me yeah. and there's, there's, there's people that you know get injured from time to time as well it's important yeah. to note that the layman gets to go to the clinic as well. Absolutely. No, look, I suppose I say it a lot as two and one thing. We'd, we'd actually get phone calls, Shane. I was like, oh, look, I'm not an athlete, but can I come in and see you? Like, to be, to be brutally honest with you, like, I think 75% of my caseload, mine alone, let alone our staff over there who are excellent, um, as, as general public, it's Mary who hurt her back in the garden. It's Brian who sits behind a desk all day long, or it's just somebody who's trying to get fit and has had a small little niggle afraid to lose all the great progress they've made and then wants to come in and season and get right so we, we like to be like I'm trying to, you probably know that our new clinic will be opening pretty soon we got the green light on that mm. that's all plan permissions through there right across from Kilcreen Hospital and what we're actually going to open isn't just a physio clinic anymore it's going to be a wellness centre It's we want to be people's partners in life we want to help them you know every time you think of physio and mm-hmm. fitness and wellness and your the time you can spend with your kids the quality time they can have with your wife and husband at home or par- any partner girlfriend whatever it might be we look after you. We we want to, we we don't go around fixing people per se. We facilitate a better mm-hmm. better version of yourself, and that's why that's why these guys respond to a lot too as well. I think it's one of the things is it's the it's the wellness aspect, um, Dev, isn't it? But um, yeah, sir. yeah. So yeah, no, thanks for saying that because no, we do we do treat massively general popular population. People need to know though if they're going if they're coming to you saying, Davy, I want to get to the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> if I say, Hey, Davy, I want to be in two years. We have a two year time frame <laughs> to get me to the NBA. Yeah. Th- that's not going to happen. I'm but busy still, that week. sorry, I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> I can play 2K yeah. anyway and, yeah. and hopefully we'll be seeing you in 2K uh, very very nah, soon yeah, representing that's the, that's the goal yes, man sir. that's the goal I'm about to uh, put the, the Celtic tree on my calf so everybody here <laughs> in Ireland can know that I, res- I represent and respect them well have you brought him to a hurling match yet have you showed him any hurling I'm going to meet Owen Murphy later on I think and then we're looking to go down to Wexford tomorrow I think as well so oh lovely there. we're going to go to the train last night but I think it's a close set for training before a game but uh, we're going to get to catch some stuff tomorrow but we've been looking around the Castle Park we've yeah. been we yeah. checked out where else we checked out a lot of stuff right all the cathedrals and stuff we're going to do a tour of the castle in the afternoon because it's not all yes he does double sessions in the day but we got to look after his mind as well and I think he'd be enjoying the channel a lot but right yeah I love I love nature I love history and I love culture so it's just yeah. seeing like one of the oldest countries out here the, the history that you guys got uh, it's just I'm in awe out here it's just I'm, I'm blessed that's all I can say <laughs> well we're in awe just listening to you to make that transition is, is, is truly mind boggling to the the determination that you have in yourself uh, going back to your true passion your true love uh, the business acumen the the way you speak about your your 
your love for the game it's just it's it's incredible to hear I thank you so much for coming in I thank you for giving us the time of day always for you Shane yeah, yeah. <laughs> appreciate. I appreciate it too. No, I appreciate your time it's just it's been a joy to be here you know what I'm saying I gotta let people know that I love them and appreciate them well thank you very much for coming in sir and All Davey right. I'll be seeing you soon yes sir let's get to the NBA <laughs> Cheryl Keefe in the NBA yes, sir. 2026 yes, sir. on 2K <laughs> yes Devin Fuchs and Davey Roach from Roach's Injury Clinic absolute tremendous getting to hear from a true proper athlete we'll be talking to Robbie later on who does a bit of football he's an athlete in his own right too quick ab break there don't go anywhere that's been Scoreline Extra I've been Shane O'Keefe you can tune into the show live every weekend from 2 to 6 on KCLR until then stay safe stay sane and remember you're sound out (laughs) 